All right, here's just a quick intro to the pod to do a little bit of plugging. Um, sportsgasmic.com is a website that does exist. <laughs> We'd love you to check it out. There isn't too much going on there at the moment yet. We're still getting some things behind the scenes going. So, but just just keep it on the radar um, and just follow us on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, um, and you'll, it'll kind of keep you up to date with anything that gets posted up there. We'll, we'll push you out on there so you, so you're aware of it. Um, so yeah, search Sportsgasmic on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I think it's at it's sportsgasmic on Twitter. The others, if you just search sportsgasmic, it'll pop up um, with the logo that should be familiar to you if you do listen to this podcast. And yeah, so we've got sportsgasmic.com. Shay has threepointsclear.com that he's working on as well, which is um, some good old uh, good so- soccer content over there as well. Um, so give him some love with that. Um, he's putting up a, been putting up a bit about United, uh, United front, iron front band, all that stuff lately, which we do talk at length about at the start of this podcast as well. Um, so yeah, um, appreciate appreciate the love from the few that we have at the moment, and we're um, building building towards getting some more more going. So yeah, keep an eye on us, and um, and we just appreciate the listeners as always. So let's get into the pod. <laughs> Sportsgasmic Pod back. Uh, we just recorded another one, but uh, the, the soccer edition of the pod, as per usual, every week. Here with Shay. I'm here <laughs> to record the crown jewel of our podcast fleet. I think. I think our soccer one, like football, is okay, but I think soccer is where we truly hit our marks. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. Maybe way. Maybe because you get into your cups a little bit. And yeah, I wake up a little bit. I think that's what. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. fair. And and certain weeks, the NFL and college has some things that we're really excited to talk about. But some weeks, it's just you kind of run run through the if the events, and there's interesting little tidbits to talk about. But you don't have overarching issues. Whereas soccer, because there's there's leagues always all, yeah. leagues all around the world and always news. It's just great to talk about. Um, so yeah, and FIFA, obviously. Yes, yeah, we'll so. get to that. That's going to be the fun part at the end of the pod. Uh, just chat FIFA and uh, under <laughs> undevoted, undying. Adoration and love for the uh, love for the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mentioned off air that I had some news. I was like, literally, just said, "Hey, I got news by the way," and then press record. So, um, yeah, yeah. Andrea got nominated. <laughs> Andrea got nominated for a player of the year in a soccer division again this year. Boom. Yeah. Sports Gasmic family. Yep. First award of many, hopefully. For that, well, family. she won it last year. That's the well, one. double second yeah, award. I would have told you about that one last year. It's the same, like the same one that we went down to the. Big fucking dinner in Adelaide with a yeah the premier estate was all time. yeah so she's she, and she didn't think she had the year that she had last year um and she's like pretty self critical because she's just always wanting to be better which is just the sign of a true true champion yeah um but yeah she just sent me a text today saying I got nominated again with laughing emoji because <laughs> I just don't think she could believe it but yeah super proud of her and that means I get to get the suit and tie on again for the first time since this time last year when we went down last time. And uh, there you go. go drink some beer um, on behalf of the Football Federation of Australia and and hopefully watch her win another award. But she just she said that she's happy to be nominated again, which is fair enough. Um, just happy to be nominated. Spoken yeah. like a true champion. Yeah, well, last year she was pretty <laughs> nervous because she really wanted the award, but now she's got one. Yeah. And, and she obviously, I guess she just didn't doesn't think her play was as good this year. 
I think she's still she's still a star, but you know she's pretty uh, pretty chuffed about that one. So yeah, going back of, back. Yeah, a bit of personal news for the pod. You know, that's good considering that she's yeah you know, she's the my favorite soccer player of all time. So there you go, yeah. adorable. <laughs> Not mine, but that's. <laughs> no, I'm She's top ten. Yeah, well, you know, if she got onto the Arsenal ladies team, then it might bump her up a little bit for you. I would support that. <laughs> yeah, we need a Mexican, American, Australian on our on our squad. So yeah, that'd be a, a long descriptor in the uh, in the match program, but yeah, you know, number twenty three in the program, number one in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah. wore number twenty three this year too, which is just super awesome. Going back to back like Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking more LeBron, but you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that, but that was that was quite forceful. Um, oh God, I just, LeBron wore six when he went back to back, and he'll never go back to back again. That's, so. that's actually fair enough. That is a good point. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. Anyway. Um, the other thing that just came to mind today, because I was just thinking about the pod we did a couple, the pod we did a couple of weeks ago, pre- uh, reviewing Premier League kits, all that stuff. Good fun. Pod. Yeah. Um, my our Liverpool goalkeeper kits came in today. Nice. They look as pretty in person as they do on Allison's um, rock of a body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played against somebody wearing the third kit. For Liverpool, and they look pretty cool yeah. on FIFA. So maybe I don't hate those as much, but <laughs> they look cooler on FIFA. I just haven't seen you guys wear those on the field yet. So yeah, interesting story about how these jerseys came to me, though. So uh-huh. I'm at work. Yes, yeah, so obviously I'm getting them shipped from fucking Liverpool, so half yeah. a world away, and never had never had any issues with them coming before. But I get this message on Facebook, and you know how Facebook, if you get a message from someone that's not on your friends list, sends like. It goes to like, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even know, but somehow it popped up on my, because I think I was on my phone when it came through, it popped up saying, you've got a message request. I was like, okay, I'll check this because it's weird for it to be pushed through to me. And there's a guy and I'm like holding it, (laughs) I'm holding it up to your screen now so you can see. It's a message saying, I see it. Yeah. He's like, hey bro, I accidentally got your package and he's got my fucking Liverpool jersey out on the table. I'm like, hilarious. what the fuck? And so... I'm like, yeah, well, I'm waiting for one of those with two of the, a package for the two of those in it. If it's my name, then it's definitely me. I think luckily my profile picture was obviously Liverpool stuff. So he just put two and two together when he found my name and saw my picture. Um, it got the, the note for the package had his girlfriend's name or his missus name on it, even though it was my package. This weirdest fucking <laughs> thing. I don't know how this happened. We like he, he dropped him off at my house this morning. I gave him some beer and said thank you for doing that and, just, <laughs> and being honest because he said he looked at the note inside and was like, "This is expensive. I need to find this guy." Whereas anyone else, <laughs> anyone else could go. These are expensive. I should sell these on eBay. So very appreciative. Yeah, well, I, yeah my reason for bringing it up both is like obviously we talked. Uh, these were my number one kit on our, our previews and really happy to get get one in hand for the collection, but. Also, just to say that it's really cool to see that there's good people. <laughs> you know, we talk off the yeah, Aussies going, yeah. coming through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cheers, Cameron. He's probably never going to listen to this pod, but you know, appreciate um, some honesty because yeah. you know we're going to talk about some things that well, it's a, a good resolution to an issue that's been played that we've talked about in this pod plenty, but that was involved a lot of bad people. But it's good to recognize good people out there in the world that um, just be honest and and help you out and. 
In true Aussie style, I repaid him with um, four long necks of a strong sparkling ale. So <laughs> he's, he, went yeah. home, he went home. Well, he's, he was heading to work at 9 a.m. with a ba- plastic bag full of beer. So um, nice. I just had leftover from barbecue. I was like, hey, do you like beer? He's like, yeah, I love beer, which is just, yeah. On a different front, I had to cancel my Bellarine order because he just kept getting back ordered like week after week, like all the way to mid-October. And I was like, oh, I have 20% off at Fanatics uh, and free shipping. So I'll just get a jersey through them. So that's fair. Couldn't get a Bellarine one, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I could have, but I feel like it would have got back ordered again because it was like you could put your name and number on it, any number you wanted. Mm. So I feel like that they would have taken. So I just got Obama Yang, Bruce Banana Company. So, that is very that like that. Arguably the best striker in the league. Yeah. Um, Train agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Um, <laughs> first one. First one on the pods. Yeah, that's that's the train has been like. And now it's, it's like an hour and a half. And now it's, it's going to keep going for a while because it's just. Keeping yeah, it's <laughs> a busy time. Yeah. It's usually during the soccer pod. Yeah. Um, Abamyang. Yeah, he's fine. He's great. Sixteen um, goals in his last sixteen matches. Yeah, no, he's 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 one of the class strikers of the competition. Um, obviously, him getting to play up top with Lacazette out too is like so great to see. And I'm yeah. sure he'll go back to the wing when once uh, Laka gets healthy. But it's just cool to see him in his natural position for a while. Yeah, and because he, he was he was unreal at Dortmund. Obviously, we've talked about Dortmund in this pod before, and my soft spot for them. And I've watched plenty of get like watched him a lot when he was there, and just. Just unreal talent, you know. He's got some deficiencies in his game, but they're not they're not they're not huge. I think no he's having played. his best period of play right now. The last year and a half has been his since he got to Arsenal, I think it's the best he's ever looked. So Yeah, there, there was a period That's nice. Yeah, there was a period of Dorman where because he I think he won the Golden Boot in in Germany one year, which against Lewandowski is no no it's pretty but he's, yeah. he's already won a yeah. Premier League golden boot as well, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even with Arsenal choking down the stretch last season, he still yeah. did it. But uh, this is not how I thought this pod would start. Yeah, well, I was just going to say... I think I was just going to say the Bruce Banana kit with the Bamiyang just seems right because he's been such a part of their, their marketing for that as well. He's a, Yeah, the marketing yeah. campaign, they used him to sell it. Um, yeah. They used, I think, Xhaka to sell the third kit, which is perfect because... No one wants it. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, I, somebody had it on uh, the other day. I think it was Sunday at uh, Christie's. Somebody had it on, and it looked okay in person, but it's just a, just so plain. So yeah, boring. I mean, some people, like, there's always someone that will buy the kit because they'll just see something different in it, and they'll enjoy it. Maybe it's just their, their favorite color combination. And but yeah. I mean, navy blue and yellow looks good, but it just, it's just not. And he didn't have a number on the back of it, which I think is a big reason why it is bad because the number doesn't really match the yellow that they used on the stripes and sleeves on it so yeah yeah the yellow number on the back back when, when we were playing Liverpool. it just looks like a training kit yeah it honestly but yeah. whatever if you want to hear more about our fashion eyes you can go back a couple weeks to our uh <laughs> premier league kit yeah breakdown yeah it was a good pod that one good fun uh starting this, this one. started in a weird way i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, getting to the big news of the day, um, which has completely changed my run sheet, but for good reason. Uh, yeah. you texted me yesterday while I was at work that the Iron Front ban is officially over, which I yeah, kind of had to look, had to look at it twice to make sure I was reading it right because I 
was hoping it was heading that way after the uh, discussion with the fan groups the other day, but I still wasn't sure if they just basically admit they were wrong, which is what I think this this is essentially doing. Um, which is a big move for the league and 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 admirable. It shouldn't have got this far, but yeah. And obviously, I told you they just thought the fans were going to back down, and they they weren't. Which so. is an incredibly stupid thing to think, but yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, as we've said on the pod before, that the entire saga really showed a drastic misunderstanding of the fan base that has been such an integral part of the growth of the league, but they've finally come to their senses. And yeah, like I said off pod, I've literally worked all day until I got to this point as uh, jumping onto FaceTime with you a little while ago. So the subtle details of it, I don't know more, but I don't know if you can fill us in more about just basically where the league, what the league statement was. They pretty much just kowtowed to, you know, all the supporters groups that they met with, which a lot of them were based in the Northwest. Um, and it was, I mean, it's huge. The MLS supporters are rascals, you know, they're not, when you yeah. tell them not to do something, they're just going to do it more. So it's good that, that, that MLS saw the writing on the wall because it was just obvious and that this wasn't going to stop. And there were fan bases who weren't even political um, going into this, who are now waving iron front flags, and not just one, a lot. Like DC United, I don't think of them as, you know, a really out there supporters group. I don't even know what their supporters group is called, but they had multiple iron front flags this mm. past weekend. So it was just when you try to ban something, people want it more, and they want when you when they feel like they're trying to take away from their free speech, they definitely want it more. So it just kind of all hit ahead this weekend, and I think. Obviously, a lot of people saying that our work isn't over because there are still neo-Nazis and fascists in our supporters groups and allowed in the stadiums and allowed to sing their weird chants and stuff. So it's, there's still work to do, but this is a huge step forward. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is hopefully a, a big step forward in how the MLS, um, I think the statement, the brief look I had is that the MLS has said that they were they kind of made a misjudgment, essentially, in um, not understanding the supporters quite well, and uh, and in moving forward, any kind of uh, issue like this would be brought to supporters groups more, and there'd be more dialogue between supporters groups. It's essentially, it seems to have they've come to an agreement that any the future will be a lot more dialogue between the supporters groups and the and the league as to how they how they tackle any of these issues and and how they how they implement any bans on whatever whatever they see which hopefully we won't see any bans on something as ludicrous as a anti-fascist symbol again but yeah yeah it's it's a good move forward for the league to acknowledge that they made a mistake and that they should um liaise with the supporters groups more because they are certainly uh in this league um the supporters have been as we've said plenty of times before in this pod have been the the, the backbone of this league uh any league isn't 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 anything without the supporters, but the MLS in particular has really grown um, with the uh, the grassroots grassroots you know Timbers Army, all those Timbers Army, the ECS, all those groups that are um, in, independent entities of of the clubs, but um, make but really make the clubs, and the clubs really appreciate their support, and and so you've got to the relationships between these groups can't be can't be, and it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes on from here because the Timbers Army certainly. We're, we're in a battle against the Timbers, which is just a weird place to be. Um, and we've said time and time again recently just how odd it felt, or uh, Vince certainly said felt in the stadium and 
how heartbroken he was um, with how that that was all going. Um, yeah. Yeah, and how we just saw it from afar, just watching on TV and listening to it and just the weird, weird atmosphere that was coming through our TV sets. We could feel it through that as well. Yeah, you could definitely feel it. And uh, maybe this is the boost the Timbers need over the final month of the season to really make a playoff push because it has, uh, we talked about it last week and I've written about it and we've texted about it. It's just, it has affected the Timbers. I think the, the lack of a home field advantage, which is their bet. One of their biggest um, strengths is having home, that home field there. So hopefully, of course they have an away match uh, this weekend. <laughs> so yeah. right when that happens, but well, they do have a home match tonight and that's a big deal. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that's the thing tonight um, against the Revolution. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what the atmosphere is because you'd hope. Um, I do hope that the the Timbers Army sees and goes. All right, we've done our job um, as far as the off field battle goes. Let's really just come in there, party. You know, go all out. It's yeah. a night game. I mean, it's a midweek game, but it's a night game, and Portland isn't shy about biting whenever no. they, whenever they fuck they want. Really, um, yeah. Part of the reason I love love the place. Um, so, you know, I certainly do hope that the, the Army just takes it as an opportunity to celebrate um, something they've, they've really been a big part of in, in fighting the good fight for both fan groups, uh, the rights of fan groups and the rights of freedom, as, you know, that kind of freedom of speech, and as well as just, you know, battling against um, the right-wing uh, douchebags yeah. that exist in our world, <laughs> and, uh, certainly in the, in the football world and the fringes and, and, and the, the ludicrous stance the league was taking, so... It should be a, a cause for celebration as as a as a movement forward in um, both uh, fan relations with clubs, as well as just um, the recognition of how important supporters' clubs are, and just how important the Timbers Army is to the Timbers, um, with how just abject the results on the field have been lately, and the and the weird atmospheres in the stands, which are not weird, uh, understandable, but um, obviously last week we said how weird it was to see the empty seats in the back back sections of the army. Um, yeah, definitely bizarre. But there is going to be some people that are pretty were pretty hurt by this. You know, certainly those Timbers Army members getting banned, um, long time, you know, hardcore supporters that had gone through thick and thin with this team. That you know, who knows that they'd be totally understandable in their right their reservations about you know renewing how, and how yeah. they're feeling about the team. But you know, hopefully those that are, have been just standing by thick and thin um, just come out and have a party tonight and. And, uh, yeah, support, hopefully support the Timbers to a, a win that gets them back on track. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, it'd be cool if they were working on a TIFO, <laughs> like while all of this was going on, that they yeah. displayed it. But I'm sure they weren't, but that'd be cool. I'm sure the Iron Front will be very prevalent in the in the Army. Tonight. I would just love the TIFO that was just a fucking massive fuck-off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just the Iron Front, just, yeah. Um, you know, with some kind of always, you know, like yeah. break out that one we already used that had the iron front on it, which had the the trident, the actual yeah. lady with the trident. Um, just break that out again. But uh, yeah, huge moment for the league, huge moment for the supporters. So now it's now it's back to when we can just talk about soccer again, and I'm just so thankful for that. I mean, there still is a fight to be fought with the like we talked about the anti-fascists in the, or the fascists in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll I'm, just I'm be just, nice to root for the Timbers without this hanging over our heads for one night. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy for um, Vince. I can't remember if our text. No, he was texting me 
this time last week, um, after the game last week, and he was, you know, I hope he, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about it. He was, he was, you could tell his, like, I could feel his heart breaking through the text. He was just like, I'm, he doesn't, he wasn't enjoying the game. He said, he was saying how he used to walk through the stadium doors feeling like he was coming home. Now he didn't want to be there anymore. He just he didn't like the atmosphere. He didn't like what was happening. And it was all because he didn't obviously didn't like the results on the field, but he, he hated what was happening with um with the club, yeah. the club stance, the league stance. He said he he said he stood up in the quiet section because I think he's not too far away from wherever Merritt Polson is, and he stood up and yelled, "You fucking us, you fucking asshole!" or just yelled yeah. into the box and was hoping he'd hear him and. And I can understand. Well, I'm that. sure he wasn't the only one doing it. Yeah, I I think he did pick a moment where it would be his voice loud and clear. But um, and you know it's hard when you you know you, Vince is obviously a member of the pod, friend of the pod, and obviously one of uh, my, you know my groomsmen and wedding my wedding alongside yourself and mm. Froffies and Sambo as well. And so we're all <laughs> we're all close and have a have a common affinity with the Timbers, and it was really hard. You know, yeah, I know how much the Timbers mean to him, um, especially because they were a big part of his journey into being a, a real, real proper soccer fan. And it's just, you know, I, I was really worried about if this continued just being becoming a bigger, bigger saga, and everyone dug the heels in more, how that would affect, you know, just the individual Vince as a microcosm as ever of every fan's experience, because we were feeling it from afar, but everyone that goes there. Uh, week in, week out, how they were feeling because I'm sure Vince's experience wasn't unique in the sense that there were a lot of people feeling really conflicted. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, half the stands were empty. Yeah. And it, like, it was a big thing. I don't think people knew how to feel and that's not what you want from the yeah. supporters that's based on passion. I think which literal, everybody has the same Vince's passion. literal words where he doesn't know how to feel about it at one point. So it is yeah. just nice that Rather than dig the hills in and everything get uh, um, a lot more muddier and um, uglier, that uh, the the groups did come together and and do the right thing and realize that this was not the right battle to take. Um, the fans yeah. have every you know anti-fascism is is just is is what it is. It's anti-fascism. It's it's a good thing, and hopefully the league somehow got that message through their heads as well as realized that the uh, supporters groups are important to the league and are integral to the league and are really what make the league. So. Yeah, moving forward, good sign. You know, good good sign for moving forward that the league will do the right thing by the yeah. supporters groups, and hopefully the supporters groups do the right thing. You know, it'll be a, a you know a relationship that you know continues in this vein that people there will just be dialogue. You know, supporters groups sometimes don't do the right things either, and just there's certain little thing. You know, there's all the just that a dialogue between between both parties will be a good thing for the league if it's done the right way. But yeah. Don't tell us think, to don't tell us not to tell Nazis to fuck off. Is pretty much yeah, a, yeah. And I'm sure the two sticks will still be up that are standing up to Nazis tonight, and as they should be, because it's yeah. not a political statement. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. You know, I think Seattle had it up that the American flag and it said um, anti-fascist symbol 1944. That it's was like, that yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> like. Fucking love that. It's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to understand. It's not a political statement to be anti or yeah, to be anti-fascist. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Look, I'm. I had a united front down the list in our in our running running sheet for today, um, in that we just talk about the league. I was just going to say, or well, we should talk just talk about the meetings and where things are at. And I was very, yeah. I was very happy to push it to the front today and say, you know, the, yeah. the news that the front van was over and, um. 
you know, I didn't want to talk about it at the front if it was going to be bad news, but it's really good to um, just talk about some good news on that front, uh, which I wasn't honestly expecting this soon. I was thinking it was going to drag on a little bit longer. I was hoping it would be over Definitely thought it wouldn't... Like, I thought it would wait till after the season, which is... So it's really nice. I don't think the MLS wanted this hanging over them during the playoffs, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, great news, and we can move on to football. So... Uh, we might as well <laughs> we might as well just talk about MLS first, even though it's it's making my, yeah, my running sheets back just back to front, which is fine. It's uh, yeah, it's upside down, yeah, classic, yeah, <laughs> the upside down. Uh, it'll get you. Um, so the Timbers. Um, so we can just move on to how we've already kind of touched on it. Um, does this just my whole mood with the Timber? My whole mood with the Timbers was essentially based on how I felt about the Iron Front, which was negative. Now that's done. I'm thinking, fuck yeah, let's come out and like we'll come out and just smash New England four 0 Fuck it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Timbers haven't scored in three straight matches, all at home. So. You know what this means, though. Usually, when that that happens, it's just like. Well, you would think that I've said the writing on the wall so so many times now, yeah. but. The Timbers need points, and they need them fast. You know, um, they're tied for seventh place, which is in the playoffs, but they're just five points out of third yeah. in the Western Conference. So, start getting those wins now that all of this controversy is over. It's time. I don't know if the Timbers liked the controversy because maybe it was overshadowing their terrible play, but they have not looked like themselves um, recently, the last month. So. Hopefully a return to form. Yeah, um, and New England are, are battling. They're in seventh. They're in a very similar position to us. So it's not like we're playing a terrible team. Well, a, a truly terrible team that doesn't have anything to play for. We're playing a team that is pretty much in the exact same position as us. Uh, needs a you know three point. I think three points clear with a game in hand in the East on in the last playoff spot. So. Uh, they'd be certainly looking for at least a point. Um, and obviously with how Portland have gone lately, they'd be looking at thinking maybe we can get three points and really cement ourselves in that last playoff spot now in the East. So uh, on yeah. that front, you know, it's not going to be easy for Portland. Uh, I was just, uh, my, my just hope is that we come out just, I'm just, I'm just hoping for a party atmosphere that we just come out yeah. and slam some goals in early and really just kill off that bad vibe that's been hanging around the last few weeks. But, you know, we'd, ne- we'd never know where, like I said, the fans, how they'll be. But look, this is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that that's where we go. I don't know if you're as hopeful of that or as expectant of that. I'm just, yeah. Just after watching them the last couple of weeks, the play has just been really lackluster. But it sucked the life out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and they just play so late out here. Yeah. That it's like put me to sleep. It's, so like, a double, hoping... it's like a double whammy for you. You're like watching them yeah. at 10.30. See, these 10.30 games for you are at like 12. 12 p.m. my time so it's like yeah that'd be perfect yeah but um yeah i expect three points tonight but i don't know if four goals is is in the cards but yeah. i also don't know much about new england even though i live in the region uh i know a bunch of new england supporters now and they seem kind of like timbers fans this season don't really want to buy all the way in because they don't actually know how good the club is so. yeah yeah. It's a it's a huge important match for both for both tables. So after that, you know, the Timbers are running out of time if if they don't get points tonight. So Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw the news about um, Diego Valeri's contract possibly and just a bit of an impasse at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I did. Wha- Not cool. No. <laughs> He's the kind of guy I hope they do just fi- figure something out because I don't. I think trying to screw him, um, it's hard because... Yeah, we probably could. He's thirty three. We could get a designated player in, um, but I think he's he's Vince was worried about him at the start of the year, and uh, I can see why. But he's he's been okay. Like I just feel like another year. I don't know. I'd be fine with it. I mean, he's only two years removed from being the MVP of the league, so yeah. and he's. I too- mean, he's not. He's still really good. Yeah, it's just for value, the money he's probably going to dictate. Uh, Will probably be more than we want to pay him at this stage, but somebody will pay him, so we might yeah. as well do it. Is it. Would be my stance, even though we could get somebody better. Yeah, well, it depends if we can get somebody better because we're kind of in that weird, weird spot where, as, as at the Timbers, where uh, we're not getting recognized stars often. Like you know, Brian Fernandez came in as a great, uh, as a with a reputation, but we didn't know too much about him. You know, it's not like we're getting Wayne Rooney's and stuff like that as our day yeah. players. So. Um, we're never guaranteed. Some of our designated players that have come in have been, well, have been dog shit for la- lack of a better term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of uh, all over the place because so you know you never really know what you're going to get. So at least with Valeri, even if he's um, is tailing off in the next couple of years, you still know you're going to get a good player. Technically, very very great player may not have the uh, the the burst that he ha- has had, um, particularly in the MVP year and. But he's still going to be he's still going to be serviceable, and it's, it's it would be sad if it ended this way. So I'm just I do hope it goes yeah. to. A, I would hope the Timbers maybe just do the right thing. But yeah, well, and I it's just the thing yeah. where he doesn't need to be the best player on our team anymore. We have talented players around him, so might as well just give him a contract, and maybe he'll settle for a little less, knowing that he's not exactly the catalyst on our team anymore, but just more of a role player. Which happens all the time in sports. So yeah, and certainly his uh, his skills can be utilized if they're if managed the right way. You know, yeah, and he's he's an incredibly crafty player. So it's not like you can't. There's not a place for a guy like that, even if you know, even if he can't move as well. Um, the guys like that can be utilized if you if you do the right things with them. So yeah, just become like Pirlo as he gets older, and just be all about the free kicks. Yeah, yeah, free <laughs> kicks and just a good glass of wine. Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where the other results have been going really at the moment. Um, yeah, the uh, nobody really wants to take control in the West. Um, you know, if the Timbers win tonight, they jump up to sixth place, um, and they'll be even in games with Dallas. So, I mean, that'd be a big, that'd be a big three points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you want to avoid the seventh seed because uh, you'll ultimately run into LAFC sooner rather than later. Yeah, which, God, they're. I mean, yeah, I mean they're easily. <laughs> they're probably locked in for. For a championship, but we'll see. Crazier yeah. things have happened. I mean, that's, that's yeah. We I've talk- said that so much during these podcasts. Crazier <laughs> things have happened, but it'd be crazy to see an NYCFC LAFC final i think it'd be i think it'd be cool if the timbers weren't in it i'd be i'd be into watching that match yeah yeah and 
that's the thing. I I look at this year, and we said in a pod a couple of weeks ago that you know Timbers did beat LAFC in a in a cup match and the one off matches. You never know what will happen, but it just feels like this year with just how far and away better they are. Although they had a tie with Toronto the other day, I think, but um, yeah, it's like LAFC's to lose, but you know NYCFC have had a decent decent year as well. So I I don't know um, Atlanta coming on stronger as the season comes on at times but because they had a, they did have a slow start but did, yeah oh did did joseph martinez get injured did... that i don't know i'm a west coast guy when it comes to this stuff. yeah yeah i just i've just had a sudden thought that he might have gotten i might have just seen it on the espn ticket the other day and that would completely i think he's he's so damn important to that team um, yeah, it says it's not as serious as he thought, but that he's still out against New York City FC this weekend. Right, okay. Because yeah. I remember seeing something about the coach maybe thinking it was pretty – I think the coach was uh, reasonably worried. He said it might be serious. So, Well, he was crying on the pitch, so people that's thought – That's never a good sign. So, yeah. But some, people some thought – Yeah, he tore something, but I don't think so. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a relief then for them because I think if you took Martinez out of that uh, – that um that Atlanta side with you know obviously Almeir on obviously not being in there anymore um that team just wouldn't have quite have what it takes to keep up but yeah and they still won't have him against NYCFC which is actually tonight not this weekend and uh, that'll probably cement the East for NYCFC if they can get three points there yeah. but yeah that's we'll actually, see. yeah that's uh that that will be when I'm still sleeping but. I'll yeah, wake up, I'll wake up and see that result. But you'll yeah. wake up to the result. Yeah, um, and yeah. Other, other than that, you know, Galaxy have come on a little, little bit. Like we were talking about only a few weeks ago, that the Galaxy were riding the mix with the Timbers in that that last spot and wondering if because they'd fallen away a bit. But you know, they've they've picked up a few results and they've gotten right back up into third and fourth. So yeah, I I think it's really a battle between us and you know Dallas and just the Timbers against themselves really at this point. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah. They should have been far and away comfortable, but you know, like we've said, they control their own destiny still. Yeah. So, yeah, just went out. <laughs> <laughs> it's as easy as that when it comes down to it. Except it's not. Um, well, it's only three game, three matches. So yeah. Um, anyway, the big big stories of the weekend really were in Europe. I think. Obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to start because we we recorded our pod in between Champions League matches last week, actually, right when Spurs were kicking, yeah. kicking off their Spursy week, really. Um, yeah. Ah, fuck it. Let's start with Spurs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Spursiest of the Spursy weeks that you could Spursy, it was. Yeah. I think um, there are two ships crossing in the night. One's going north, one's going south when it when you're talking about Arsenal and Spurs, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, just blowing leads, not scoring against League Two teams. I they probably didn't care about the Carabao Cup, but still, I mean, they still give your fans big, they still care a about mixture of a, a mixture of experience along with the pups that they had in the side. So, yeah, um, I mean, going right back to last week when we finished recording our pod, you know, you. Were, we were texting about the game that we we're watching and saying, "Oh yeah, Spurs are two 0 up." And then Olympiacos come back and tie that game. Not a terrible result, obviously, in the context of Champions League. You know, it was an away draw. Um, 
But then uh, I saw a tweet on the weekend uh, as obviously they lost 2-1 to Leicester. Yeah. In a match they briefly were up 2-0 in, which is just... Yeah. And there's there plenty of tweets that just saying this that's the most Spursy thing ever to to go 2-0 up and somehow lose 1-2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think last season was their pinnacle. I think we, I talk about that every week, but I think yeah. <laughs> it just, it was, that's the best they're going to do. And maybe they can get a trophy this year in the form of the FA Cup, but they're not going to win the league. They're not going to win the Champions League. If they drop into Europa, they're not going to win that. So <laughs> They're not going to win the Carabao Cup because they went out to League 2. Yeah, Colchester, so. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Might have been their best chance to break. I think it's 11, 11 years without a trophy for them. So I, can't even I just remember um, it was like 2009, I think, something like that. I could be wrong, though. Not like a League it Cup might, or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just, and obviously we've taken taken some glee in it because I, I just don't have much, many soft spots for Spurs, and you, yourself certainly as an Arsenal fan. Um, obviously, if it's um, a fun thing to talk about, but yeah, just as a purely objective, it's just a ridiculous week to see that between our last pod recording and this one, that we saw them have three of the, like I said, Spursiest results. You know that Olympiakos one was. Um, Ridiculous to have a two two goal lead and let that slip, but happens in European competition sometimes. Uh, they looked comfortable against Leicester for a bit there, and then and then you know for briefly went two 0 up, which we can we can talk about the VAR and that. But uh, and then they let Leicester come back and win it, and then yeah to go out in penalties after not scoring against the League Two side. Even if you throw any pups in there, you know, Delhi Alley was playing. There was, there was a there was a mixture of experience in that squad. You'd expect them to get a result there so yeah Sutton took a pk you know those are goal scorers that should be scoring against a mid-table league two two side yeah and it has been it has been 11 years since yeah. spurs won a trophy they won the league cup in 2008 well i did not so remember. coming up on 12 years in february yeah i did not remember that at all which i'm not surprised <laughs> to be honest pretty forgettable league cup yeah chelsea Tottenham. so yeah um <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 interesting considering we've been talking about, um, particularly just looking at it from the top four battle point of view. Um, yeah, I, it seems like it's no one's to win, which we can kind of roll into Arsenal's result from the weekend. Uh, for a bit there, uh, it looked like no one wanted to take the top four spots and we'd see West Ham and Leicester, Leicester City occupy the two spots that went obviously below Liverpool and City, but um, Arsenal yeah. Arsenal just said, nope, we're going to get ourselves back into this, uh, back into the discussion and and take advantage of the fact that Tottenham, uh, Manchester United, and obviously uh, Chelsea losing to Liverpool. Um, yeah, you guys. Yeah, Arsenal yeah. Big... I mean, that was inspiring with yeah. 10 men. Obviously, see the, you see them go down at 10 men and you're just like, Oh great! Here we go again, which has been kind of the story of Arsenal the last five years. But maybe that maybe this means they're trending upwards with just players who know how to lead now. Who yeah, we're down ten men, but it's Austin Villa, and yeah, we're down a goal, but it's Austin Villa. They did concede like ninety seconds after their first goal, but they found a way to score twice more. And I feel a lot of momentum, especially after yesterday's match, which. While Tottenham lost to a League Two side, 
Arsenal took care of business against a championship team, which you expect your team to do with five goals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of positives rolling forward. Um, they've scored three goals in three straight matches for the first time since I don't remember when, but <laughs> the offense is flowing. They've gotten healthy. And I expect final, uh, almost said final four, <laughs> top four this season. <laughs> I think if they don't, I think it'll be a masterclass of failure if they don't win their way to the top four this season. Yeah, with what with everything else that's going on. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Particularly with um, yeah, Chelsea looked okay in that second half against Liverpool. I was actually quite impressed with how they like. You can see that Lampard might actually have a plan there, as far as considering the limitations he has with the squad, um, not being able to add too much to it in the off season. Uh, they they they're going to challenge as well. So and but yeah, Tottenham obviously haven't had a great start to the year and are very indifferent and uh, giving up. You know grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory a lot and uh, grabbing draws sometimes. But, you know, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah. Dropping points, basically. Yeah, and uh, we did talk about... You briefly asked the question of um, which teams could challenge for it, I guess. West Ham and Leicester are right up there. Do you expect any of those guys to be hanging around um, in that... I mean, we could either talk top four or even just the top six because that's more the interesting discussion, I think, is yeah, uh, depending on where United and Tottenham end up um, and Chelsea as well. Uh, I mean, Chelsea's had a 10th place finish re- recently, which yeah. is probably the worst, worst finish a big six club has had um, recently. But yeah, I did. Yeah, I think Leicester has. I've been really impressed with them. I could see them threatening top four this season again. Mm-hmm. Um, thought they were a one year wonder, but they've kind of been able to sustain being a tough team to beat in yeah. the EPL. So. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they'll be around it for a while. But West Ham, you know, it's been a great start, but I don't see them completely. Hand- I, that United match this past weekend was kind of kind of all over the place. Uh, I mean, they won 2 to nothing, but I think – I don't know if that was the run of play completely, but – Yeah, and then – I just don't see them hanging around. Yeah. I, I have a soft spot for West Ham because they're big in Portland, so – yeah, and then um, West Ham had a, a big result over United last year as well, back when Mourinho was still in charge, and then it fell away after that, you know, with the, the players that left. Um, so, yeah, uh, we can talk about Manchester United. Um, <laughs> well, it's who Arsenal has this week, so. Yeah, um, so what, where, you know, Arsenal-Manchester United games haven't had a lot of joy for you over the years, um, in the last six, seven years, no. in particular with... Um, some infamous games, the eight eight two. Yeah. You don't need to be reminded about, but just you know that that is the one. That's but you were kind enough to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's been some lopsided scores, but yeah. so it'd be nice if Arsenal could maybe return the favor a little bit and get the goal differential up. That's that's something I've been looking at a lot lately. Is just Arsenal can't seem to get above that plus one plus two goal differential, whereas you know City smashing teams and stuff like that you just want to obviously as a soccer fan you want to see as many goals as possible and you don't want to concede at all so you yeah, want your goal right. different fill up so goal differential is another point on your total at the end of the season if you're uh in, in a tie for if you're in a tiebreaker situation so uh you, you certainly you certainly want to see it um see, see goals um 
it's just in the context of the match, I'd much prefer being three, four goals up than one goal up because yeah, I can relax yeah. and have a beer and just enjoy the match and just and smile rather than just sit on the edge of my seat with my butt puckering. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. From that standpoint, do you, do, do you expect that kind of game against United or are you expecting United to to maybe just just be a, a little yappy dog that's just just fighting hard to stay on <laughs> well i think there'll be a little bit of that but i do think this is one of the biggest matches in emery's tenure well i wouldn't call it a tenure yet <laughs> during yeah. his time at arsenal because this is a match where supporters are going in knowing that arsenal has a better side than united and mm. know and that they should be beating this team so the expectations are high for it whereas when arsenal played liverpool it was like well, they're the champions of Europe. When they play Tottenham, it's a, it's a derby. Anything can happen. But this is a Man United team that's really not even sniffing the top six right now. And <laughs> you would you expect three points from it, yeah. even though it's on the road and they're Manchester United. It doesn't matter. They're down on their luck. Uh, I think Rashford got hurt this year. I think Lingard might still be have a knock of some kind. It might so, just be that he's not a good footballer too. Yeah, I mean, if I don't have to see his face this weekend, I'm fine with it. Or it's next Monday, obviously. Which, what? How do you feel about them playing that on a Monday at at three? Uh, yeah, it's it is it is just the it, the funkiness of the uh, European football schedule that you get these weird Monday night games. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Um, I've been to night games, weekday night games over in over there, and I was obviously a tourist, so. I don't know what it's like as a as a punter that's coming from work trying to get to these games and how that affects them, but it's good for uh, certainly good for TV, um, you know. I guess <laughs> <laughs> for Americans, it's right in the middle of a work day. That's fair. A, yeah, I didn't really think about it. I was like three o'clock. That's perfect. Um, I was thinking about it from the context of me being a college student over there, whereas three o'clock was just yeah. I have class after it, but yeah. I've already proven that I can go watch matches in the daytime and go to class, but. It's just, it just, it's the best matchup of the weekend by far. So yeah. it it does doesn't make sense why you wouldn't play it on a Sunday. Yeah, and yeah, Sunday or a um, yeah, because often that's when they put the the big matchups. You know, Saturday will have a, a block of games, and then Sunday will have a couple of games with you know, like Liverpool Chelsea was a Sunday game this week. So yeah, uh, does that that doesn't have anything to do with? Um, I mean, we've got um, Carabao Cup action this weekend. This well, in, we're in the middle of it in these last couple of days, so yeah. Whether it's just I don't know, Liverpool yeah, got like I seven, guess. seven games in twenty-one days or something stupid like that. So it's just going to be TV. TV has a lot to do with it. I'm certain this one was a yeah. TV, Sky. I'm sure it's probably a Sky Sports or whatever has said they want that as a Monday night match. So it's it's money is what it's come down to at the end of the day. Ah, uh, yeah. So not good for you guys over there. Um, wanted to watch it it's just more fun on the weekend when like you can get together with a bunch of supporters and watch it all together whereas like all those supporters have to work for the most part yeah particularly for that match and yeah even in it's a huge match like if it was villa yeah fine let's play on monday i don't care like no one's gonna really show up to that match anyway but you know there's united there's a bunch of united fans in the united states too you want i don't know i know they don't have the united states in mind when they make the fixtures but (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. The, yeah, the TV. Yeah, the TV. It's just it's just for the nighttime TV over there, I think. And and there's a lot of money Monday in that. So, yeah, 
so yeah, it, it's just, it's disappointing because the traditional football kickoff times have all been fucked over by by TV and the modern game and just how many how many fixture clashes you have. So yeah, it's just gonna it's always gonna be that way. Um, that's why it, it is nice when you get into you know Liverpool for years had just odd fixtures. You know when me and Andrea went over for. Our honeymoon, we went and saw Liverpool play Augsburg on a Thursday night and then went and saw Liverpool City on a Tuesday night. So, was, yeah. yeah, we didn't even get to see a weekend weekend fixture. Um, our weekend fixture was going to fucking Barcelona to see them play instead. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, the thing is it, when you're in that place that Arsenal is, United is, playing Europa League football, you're, you're, you're not getting the primetime midweek fixtures, so then your weekend fixtures are always pushed back, and that's what, you know, Liverpool had that a few years ago where they were always playing on Sundays and Mondays and rarely even getting a Saturday Ugh. game. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's the other incentive to get into that top four and get into championship yeah. because it just makes your fixtures just a whole lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah, or you just want to be terrible, which we don't want to be terrible, so you have to get into, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think Arsenal only has, like, two Saturday matches this year, like, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. That's unreal. So, like, that's, that's I'm just sure done. they'll change it. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, Pepe got his first goal for Arsenal. How are you feeling? Yeah. About it? Do you think... I mean... I want to ask you, I was wanting to ask you about this as well. I didn't have it on my show notes and so I should have probably prepped you for it. But how are you feeling about Pepe now? That we're, we're in, we're in uh, six games into the season. Um, he's got his first goal. I know it was a penalty, but still, you you see the see the ball hit the back of the net. Um, I was going to say... I mean, he was putting he was putting Nottingham Forest players on skates yesterday. It's, he's yeah. just fun to watch. Yeah, the finishing isn't completely there, but it will be there in... He knows the finishing isn't there right now, so he is being a little passive. So yeah, and when you have goal scorers like Aubameyang and hopefully Lacazette here pretty soon, I think it'll work out pretty well. I I think confidence is really high amongst Arsenal supporters right now that they finally have a team after I don't know how many years that they can really get excited about that moves fluidly, that's always going to put goals in the net, even if they give up two, which they most likely will, but it's just a lot of confidence in North London. Yeah, <laughs> so. you're kind of <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that was a place that Liverpool were at a few years ago, and it, it's a nice place to be. It, it's not a nice place to be worrying about your defense shitting the bed at any given moment. But when you they not, did just get healthy though, so yeah. and you when know, you know Tierney you played yesterday, yeah. so Bellerine got an assist like nine seconds into his first action with the big club. So, yeah. yeah, confidence is high. Pepe, excited to see where he goes from here. And I think he's protected in our lineup that even if he isn't finishing, there are people that will pick up his slack. Yeah. You know, Aubameyang has a, a nose for goal. So, yeah. And he's the one who decided Pepe should take the penalty when his confidence was a little bit low. And he actually did that with Lacazette a couple of years ago when Lacazette was kind of his confidence was low and he wasn't scoring much. Um, so Aubameyang is kind of turning into a natural leader for yeah. the club um, and helping out his fellow strikers and wingers and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you fi- and you fucking love that as a fan to see. Yeah, you don't want to see fighting and, and, and shit. You want to see you know um, players coming together to help each other out in that way to build the confidence because Aubameyang knows that 
helping these guys out helps him out as well in, in his both personal ambitions to score more goals, obviously, because he's a goal scorer. Those guys mm-hmm. being better and more fluid with the system will help him and will help the team. So it's all... Yeah, just win. Yeah. yeah. So... Win, win, watch, win. Watch United, like, put up another, like, 5-1 scoreline on Arsenal this weekend. So. Oh, God. <laughs> but, oh, God. But the confidence is high. Yeah. I, and the confidence is high, too, because I don't think... I think the Premier League is pretty watered down this year other than the top two teams. So... Yeah. It does feel like a season where Arsenal can really find itself and turn into a, the juggernaut that it used to be um, as the season wears on. Because I don't think there are more than two better teams than Arsenal in the Premier League. So, yeah, I expect a good run. Kind <laughs> <laughs> um, of just touch, I just wanted to touch on something about United quickly that just came into my head today when I was. Thinking about them and just thinking about where they've been since uh, since uh, Rio Ferdinand said to give Oli yeah. Oli the wheel. Um, haven't won an away game since that time, which was fucking like February or March this year, which is just yeah, it was a, a long, long time ago. A long time ago. Uh, but just thinking, I, I was thinking about Paul Pogba, which is not something I do too often. But um, really interesting couple of years he's had since his 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 value. As a brand, as a player, as everything, could not have been higher after that. Brilliant. He was legitimately brilliant in that France World Cup win. Um, yeah. A little bit over a year ago, or almost a year and a half ago. How much has his career been damaged? Because he and I, I don't know what I, he's he, he hasn't been that great at any point at United. Um, no. But how much is I? I'm I used to just give him shit because I just because I was it was kind of united and him were together in my mind but I'm starting to feel sorry for the dude which is not something I ever thought I'd say <laughs> I don't know if I feel sorry for him but it is weird it's just bizarre he doesn't seem to care at United and I think Mourinho kind of beat the care out of him yeah at when he was his manager and you know Ollie didn't really inspire him much after that since he was kind of part of Mourinho's staff I believe so it's just been um kind of an offense where a creative midfielder hasn't been able to really create so I don't know what's going on there I don't know tactics well enough but it seems choppy it doesn't seem connected at all um I don't know if he can turn it around there if it's just time to cut ties in January yeah that's that's what kind of where I was leading is um, does Pogba angle for a move? I mean, he's obviously already has. Tried he already did Real Madrid <laughs> and stuff. But does he push the case again in January, or does he? Do you think that's what's going to happen here? Because, I mean, if United keeps losing, I, he's not going to play for a team that finishes eighth in the Premier League. He's too yeah. talented for that. Um, they're obviously not going to sell him to someone in the Premier League, but I could easily see him going back to Italy somewhere. Mm. Or do you think Madrid, having consider uh, similar apathetic start to the season, they're going okay, but not not great. Um, they're obviously you know yeah. Hazard, um, Pogba could be the another piece to just add to that kind of. Do they part. fit together in your mind as a duo? Pogba and Hazard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you saw Pogba and uh, a guy as talented as Mbappe, like. I think yeah. I think it'll be partly Pogba will be more invested at Madrid anyway. Um, Hazard made made a lot work at Chelsea that he didn't think would work. So 
Um, yeah, I think two players that are invested in where they want to be too because Hazard and Hazard didn't want to be at Chelsea the last two years really. Um, yeah. Decently polite about it, I guess, but yeah, otherwise didn't want to be there. Yeah, he uh, still dominated. Yeah, <laughs> like, Pogba didn't want to be, uh, hasn't, hasn't wanted to be at United for a good year and a half at least. Um, so yeah, two players being at a club where they want to be um, invested in what they're doing, I think they, I think they'd go okay together. Um, I'd see Pogba going to like a place like Inner, who are trying to make a splash this season and kind of return to form. I don't know if they have room for him, but yeah, and it'll be a money issue as well. I don't know where his contract's yeah. at and how low it, how, what time it's got left on it. So uh, he's probably only be able to go to a, a team that has an immense amount of money. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, where would United be without, you know, Pogba? Maybe, maybe they'd be better, I don't know. but They might um, be better, Ewing Theory. No. But... <laughs> I don't want to apply Ewing Theory to United. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I thought Rashford was going to be their future anyway. I thought the, the offense would run through him, mm-hmm. even though he's up top. But I, I still think they have quite a bit of hope for him. But. It's yeah. just going to be interesting because United and Chelsea are both turning to to a large youth contingent to help them compete for top four. And it's just, I mean, young guys aren't ready to do that in the EPL. To lead a team, you need, you need guys like Pogba to step up. And you need guys, I don't even know who, for Chelsea, who they're trying to lean on. But It'll be N'Golo Kante and um, you know, Cesar Azpilicueta and... Yeah, those kind of guys. They've got a. They've got some. Um, obviously, not. Um, don't have the hazards and Terry's and whatever that they had in the past. But yes, speaking of Chelsea, I did touch on it before. But they. Speaking objectively, obviously, I, I mean, I was texting you during the game. My butt was buckering near the end there. When yeah, yeah, they, they um, Liverpool probably tired legs a little bit from the obviously Champions League, but you know Chelsea played as well. Uh, we got a 2-0 lead early and fucking great goals. Um, yeah. Obviously, Bobby Chompers getting the header was just unmarked, but it was a great free kick routine, as was the first one with Trent Alexander. Yeah, I feel like they took their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and I think worked they, on some stuff. So, but then they, It's a big result, though. Yeah, it, it is a big result, but I was also quite impressed with um, Chelsea really their play, switching play across the flanks and just and the way they move the ball, you could see there was an idea there and they and they certainly got a couple of chances where they could have scored if they'd played the ball a little bit better. But um yeah, just speaking from an objective point of view, I think there's that there is signs to look at that Frank Lampard might have a lot more going on than Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has. Well yeah, but I don't think that's saying a whole lot. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but with what he's got there, he's obviously got Tammy Abraham scoring hat tricks. He's got Mason Mount looking good. He's got Christian Pulisic can't even... He's not even fucking getting the team at the moment. Um, Jersey Bills. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's certainly a ballsy move by Frank to um, to say, you know, Pulisic, you $70 million man, you need to earn your earn your stripes yeah. here. You're not just going to get in based on the fact that you cost $70 million. Uh So I just, I just like kind of just the optics of what Frank's doing versus what Ollie's doing. Ollie looks fucking just clueless half the time. Like you just see, you just see him on the bench. Just looks like, oh god, what? Is, this is just this is going getting out of hand. Whereas Frank looks invested in his in his job. He looks, you know, he's kicking shit over in the sidelines when chances. He's he's really like you can see the passion, the investment there. And obviously, at it, I've said before, he had a decent year at Derby last year, so that was promising. Um, we did say last a few weeks ago on the pod that 
going to a big team is a completely different thing. At that point, we weren't quite convinced yet. I'm still not obviously not anywhere near convinced, but I just think the last couple of weeks have been good for Chelsea considering the limitations with the uh, the fact they couldn't recruit too much in the off-season apart from what was already locked up. So compared to where United are, and Chelsea actually dropped down further into the bottom half of the table after that loss to Liverpool, but it was a, a loss that... A 2-1 loss to the Champions of Europe and the um, team that is leading the league at the moment isn't isn't a bad place to be for Chelsea. Um, obviously, I don't like giving them, you know, from a fan point of view, I don't like giving them undue credit, but I just think there's, there's there are positives to look look forward to for them if they take the right... If they look at the tape of the Liverpool game, find the things that they did well, look at the things they obviously didn't do well, which is defending, like, from a set piece and letting one of the great strikers in the league get a free jump at a, at, in the six yeah. box is never, never a good thing to do. So you know, there, there are things that they obviously are glaring, glaring mishaps in their games that are going to cost them points at times this season probably because those things can't be fixed overnight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, they've conceded 13 goals, which uh, yeah. is not going to... I mean, that's the, that's the third most in the league, so that's not good. I mean, they've had a brutal schedule. Yeah, they got spanked four um, 0 by United in the opening match, which yeah. I think was an, I think that was a bit of an aberration. That one, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I th- yeah. that was weird. We might be scratching our heads on that one. Yeah. Uh, as we as uh, we move forward, but uh, still, uh, you know, defensively, need to sure that up a little bit. Yeah. But I can see them making a second second half of the season run. Yeah. And that, that whereas I United, I don't know. I mean, especially if they sell Pogba in January, uh, maybe they'd make a splash for somebody else. But yeah, I don't know how long the, the big thing for me will actually be how long if Oli, if this continues, how much patience the United board have with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, and then whether they get United get that um, that boost they got last year when they brought Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in and they just collected points for about two months. Um, yeah. If that happens again, obviously an unknown, because um, yeah, you just get that new manager, you know, sort of honeymoon period, I guess. Uh, so that would be the only thing that would change it. For otherwise, if United stick with Ollie for the rest of the season, I just think they finish no higher than fifth. Could be sixth or seventh, depending on how you know. Like we said, Leicester and West Ham having decent starts of the year. Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal, obviously going to be above them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. To fire him would be a big deal because, you know, they reaffirmed their commitment to him late last season. So it'd be a lot of turnover really quick. And who are you going to get instead? You know, Ferguson's not walking back through those doors. So I'm sure they can get somebody big, but who would it, I mean, I don't I don't know who's out there right now. I it's know. Jose the Mar- middle of the Jose season. Jose Mourinho doesn't have a job. That. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, that was the, they were talking about Zidane before. They mm-hmm. re-upped with Oli, and Zidane could be on the out at Real Madrid apparently again because Real yeah, Madrid. Yeah, is he even a good manager though, or did he have Cristiano Ronaldo? I think he had Cristiano like... Ronaldo, but hey, you know, United <laughs> would give him a crack because they go like, gave Oli Gunnar Solskjaer a crack. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know what more else there is to say. We, you know, we Champions League finished last week. You know, as we said after our last recording. Uh, we've already talked about Tottenham. Um, PSG rolled over Madrid, um, so good start for them. Uh, Madrid continue to be just lost a little bit without in the post Ronaldo times, yeah. but yeah, 
Yeah, um, Juventus and Atletico drew. Uh, no, no major fireworks. We were wondering about that one, but um, and Man City and Bayern Munich started pretty comfortably. Coutinho playing pretty well at Bayern Munich, which is um, interesting to see. He seems to have found. He's already talking about how it's got more of a family feel than Barcelona, which uh, <laughs> yeah, so surprising, but yeah, a, I a little that. yeah, a little ironic considering how much he wanted to go to Barca that he's actually. He said Bayern has the best family feel, kind of like Liverpool did. And I think he just was saying basically without actually saying it, unlike Barcelona. So interesting there. But yeah. he, he looks a little bit more like the old Coutinho. I, don't, I hate the way he left Liverpool, but it is it's just yeah. just as a football fan, it's good to see guys like that um, playing well. Um, I still don't, I don't, I just, I'm so mad at him about how he, the fake, back <laughs> in, the fake, the fake back injury until the, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff just, yeah, just does your dick in, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's playing. Well, he's playing well there, and yeah. um, I, obviously, I don't really wish him well. But it's just, it is, it is just what uh, good, good watching good football, and he and he looked. You still get that little tinge of sad, like happy sadness, like just when I saw him light light, just yeah, fucking cutting cutting in on the outside of the box and taking one of the Coutinho shots. I just had a flashbacks to when he did that in Liverpool colours, and it made me as good memories. So. Um, just be interesting to see how that continues there, because you know maybe Coutinho is going to have find his second life um, that we thought we, we all thought he was going <laughs> to yeah. do. I honestly thought he was going to do pretty well at Barcelona, and he's maybe it's just going to be Bayern Munich, which none of us would have expected. But yeah, just another powerhouse. And, yeah, uh, he's collected some big teams. Like he started Inter Milan as a as as when he was a pup, and then we bought him for eight million from Inter, which is unreal when you think about it now. So he's gone into Liverpool, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, four storied, four storied clubs in Europe, um, all won some Champions League titles in the last fifteen years, and yeah, ironically not with him there, but you know, hey. yeah. Well, that could change this season. I mean, looks like it's going to be another year of juggernauts in the Champions League. Last year was kind of an aberration with Ajax and Spurs making the final four. But, yeah, well, we uh, did say I did say I you know, last week we talked about Ajax winning three 0 in their opener, so don't think they'll get don't think they'll get to the final <laughs> four, but. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, just you, you are right. PSG, City, Bayern. Um, I know you guys dropped your first match, but that was kind of a weird one. But yeah. I just expect this to be more of a. I don't see PSG losing to United. Like you know, United's not in the field, but PSG losing to a team like United in the knockout round this season. I just I don't see that happening. I think PSG's on a mission this year. So yeah. And I would imagine City is too, because this is the one competition that's eluded them. So yeah, which would be interesting considering we talked about last week. There, um, there's some of their little injury troubles, which obviously didn't bother them against Watford, which we didn't even talk about. But who, who the fuck needs to talk about? It's not it? necessary. Yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they completely. You know, you knew whoever City was going to play. It could have been, it could have been Chelsea. It could have been Tottenham last week. Whoever they were going to play after losing to Norwich was going to get a taste, yeah. <laughs> and they they supplied it with one of the most impressive matches I've ever seen in the EPL. So yeah, particularly the first twenty minutes where um yeah, yeah it fa- was just fastest five minute league in, in Premier League history. Just yeah, um, Watford were okay last year, but they might be in trouble after that. Like they really, they seem like they're in pretty big trouble. Yeah, which <laughs> I was not expecting after they had a decent season last year. So, but yeah, don't need to talk about anything more on that. You know, yeah, <laughs> they smashed a mate, Neil. What do you, what analysis do you want? One team didn't turn up. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so it could have been worse too. So. Yeah, yeah, 
I think there's well, there's one quote out there that someone said that they'll just think, or a player might have even said it. They were just thankful that City took their foot off the gas. <laughs> like, yeah, because that could. I mean, been, they really did. They could have. They could have done the. Because uh, I've had those games in FIFA where I'm winning really well. I'm like, I'm going to try to go for ten. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then you end up conceding, usually when that happens. Yeah, 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 you just get really reckless. I'm speaking and... from my own perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, good segue. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so FIFA 20 came out this week. Uh, obviously, anyone listening to if this If you podcast... pre-ordered it, yeah. Yes, well, so, yeah, it comes out on the 27th, um, so Friday for, well, a full worldwide release for the standard edition, but anyone that pre-ordered, um, I think it was Champions Edition, Legacy Edition, whatever they're called, um, I obviously um, pre-ordered the Champions Edition physical media because <laughs> it was a really cool thing. So I messaged Andrea when I picked it up and I sent her a picture of like it in my hand with the jersey that I am wearing right now. <laughs> I got the FIFA Ultimate. Very team. classy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So FIFA Ultimate Team jersey like came with it, not just the one that you can wear in the game, but actually the one I'm physically wearing right now. I'll put a picture on. Yeah, <laughs> on our website or something. Um, yeah, uh, so that came free with it. I didn't. I wasn't gonna like just go buy a EA Sports jersey separately. But yeah, it was free with it. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. Um, but it was really cool. Like, so I messaged Andrea um, a picture of the game and the jersey, and just said I just, like had this moment of pride because a few years ago, well, Liverpool of Jordan Henderson was on the cover of FIFA in England, I think. <laughs> three yeah. or four years ago but that was just England like it wasn't you couldn't get that copy anywhere else it was really cool for me as a fan to go pick up a copy with my player on the cover like yeah especially where Liverpool were eight nine years ago when we were in a, a borderline going into administration and having a court case in London to kick the old owners out um Tom Hicks yeah. and George Gillette two of the biggest douchebags that could have ever walked the earth um <laughs> Um, so to have go from that to I and and that that those dark times and then a few of the years later where Brendan Rogers shit the bed a little bit and you just you never yeah. just always wonder when you're gonna get to that stage where you're even competitive. And then we're not just competitive, we're winning Champions League and then Virgil van Dyke, who's a fucking defender. Like that's the other thing. Like he's yeah, a, a cover athlete and it just is such a just a just such a marketable guy and uh, he's on the cover of FIFA worldwide for the champions edition. Again, it's not every edition. I think the standard edition is uh hazard hazard. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so that's uh, the one I have very yeah. happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, that was a cool moment for me. Um, kind of brings, but yeah, I don't know. We were just talking about how FIFA has just been such a major part of our lives. So I don't know. What was your first edition of FIFA? Oh man. This is before I even like soccer, too. Probably 05, somewhere in there. Yeah. Just because it's fun to play. And we played, like, as MLS teams. And then uh, we were talking about it. the 06 World Cup version was my the real big one for me that really sold me on it, that I was getting it every year after that. So. Yeah. Yeah, 05 was the first one that I, yeah, physically bought for myself as well. I've yeah. got it. I've actually got I should have dug it out. It's in the house somewhere. I've still, <laughs> I've still got it. I'd, like... Found it at my parents a year or so ago. The graphics like, are just dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I remember going, like, once I got my Xbox 360 and getting 07, like, we wanted to continue playing the um, the World Cup version because it was just fun to try to win a World Cup. Like, yeah. with a terrible team, like, qualify for the World Cup. 
then go on and win it. Um, we, but after going from Xbox 360 back to PS2 for it, it was just like, yeah, I can't play this. This yeah. is, <laughs> and now I'd probably be the same way on Xbox 360. But yeah, yeah, it is amazing how you know you're watching, you're playing the games now. The graphical, the, the just the the faces, all the oh, just it's unreal. The experience of playing the game, especially I've got the. <laughs> Um, playing it this morning, the uh, the FIFA twenty, I was um, with the surround sound, with the crowd sound. Yeah, it's, just, it's unreal. It's um, the the experience of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, going back to FIFA five, um, it was really <laughs> cool. Like the one thing I loved about it, and I kind of I like the fact that you can pick whatever team to manage to start with these days. Like, because I just started straight off with Liverpool last night, just to start playing some games with the side that they've got. Um, but back yeah. in FIFA, back in FIFA 05, you actually had to start like with a team that was lower level. Um, you couldn't just start yeah. your career mode with Liverpool. I had to work my way up to like four years in before I got there. So I think we had to be with the Columbus crew. <laughs> yeah, well, one because yeah, you had to start small, yeah. like in the MLS. Two, we didn't know anything about European soccer, so yeah, the MLS would have it, been a lot less. What would the team's number been then? I don't even remember, but we were the crew, and they had their old school logo. We were definitely yeah. playing teams like the Galaxy, and you know all the the Fire, and just yeah. teams that have been since the beginning. I mean, the MLS was not that old at yeah, that point. That was like so, ten, only ten years in at that point. I think. Now I can't imagine playing with an MLS team on on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I need if they have the Timbers, if they have Providence Park in there, I'll. I'll try to play as them a little bit but yeah actually, i don't know one that, thing i need to look that at is that, uh, yeah they've got they've certainly got um mercedes-benz dome and then i was playing liverpool's friendly that i had to play in last night it was at the stub hub center or whatever it's called now oh they um, have a sub hub center yeah, so maybe yeah. They do have- it's uh it's not called that anymore it's uh fucking something else but it like it looked exact it was the exact it looked like the exact renderings of it so nice. hoping they do have providence because that's a park that obviously is quite picturesque as well so it makes sense um particularly as the timbers being a a popular team too but yeah who knows with how fifa do their stadiums i wish they had there's some stadiums in the in the world like i've been to finals the the clip um i probably yeah fuck that up as per usual um (laughs) but it's such a such an iconic stadium that's not in the game so yeah it'd be nice to see well it's just like frustrating that they can like do it for u.s fans like have we're trying to grow the sport over here. So yeah. it'd be cool if they could play in their local stadiums. I mean, both, I think in last year's game, both Barcelona and Real Madrid had multiple stadiums. We couldn't even get MLS stadiums. So, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Some teams are definitely pandered to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just thinking my first team, so that my first team was Dundee United. Nice. And, like it's been like a favorite team of mine ever since. Like I've got jerseys in my closet, and I like follow their results. I'm really disappointed that the last three years they've been last four years they've been in the Scot- Scottish second division, which isn't in FIFA, <laughs> so I can't play as them because that's always yeah. as my go-to team every time they're in the game that I've started my career with. I had Jordan Ibe and as my my team a few years ago back in 2010 FIFA was before Thomas Muller was actually a good player. I picked, yeah, I picked yeah. him up as a free transfer and turned him into a world superstar for Dundee United. Like, nice. That's the thing. That's, there a, you go. that's the shit I love about FIFA is just random shit like that. Like last year I found, I bought Mathis DeLitt before he like blew up as a 
you know, yeah, yeah, all those things that FIFA is just great as a fan for discovering, and it's the same with other video games like, you know, NBA Two K gives you a, a, a different understanding of basketball. You know, FIFA just, I think FIFA, like as far as my football knowledge like on field goes, nothing much different, but it's more like it just opens you up to the database of players. You just find yeah. different players, different teams. And Dundee and I never would have been on my radar, but now they've been a team I've followed for the last 15 years of my life, along with Liverpool. And yeah. It also helps me know where players are each day. So I'm not, you know, like when I'm getting scored on, I'm like, oh, that guy plays there now. Since I, you know, I try to keep up, but FIFA is definitely a big way where I'm like, oh, they play there. Oh, that's why this team's so much better this year. Oh, that's why you don't see anybody playing as United anymore. So yeah. It's been crazy to see how many people like have started playing as Liverpool and you know just teams you don't think like even Spurs there's a lot of teams players still playing as Spurs and it's just like where were I never saw these teams playing online a couple years ago. Yeah, well Liverpool <laughs> a few years ago would have been um Mario Balotelli and Ricky Lambert up front so Yeah, I remember playing against those teams maybe. Oh, so. I probably had some joy against them too. It would have been I don't know. Like, Arsenal wasn't much better back then. So. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it, it's um, yeah, the one thing that never changes. There's a lot of people playing as Barcelona and Real Madrid. But well, Real Madrid don't have Ronaldo anymore. But the team, yeah, so have, a lot more Juventus. <laughs> well, in in FIFA, this is the one unfortunate part of the game is that Juventus were ex- exclusively licensed to a uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. So the team name in FIFA is Piemonte Calcio or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, I played against them the other day. Yeah. So, like, the players are still licensed, obviously. So, Ronaldo's in there and and Dybala and all those guys. But, yeah, unfortunately, they, it's, it's one of those little quirks of having the competitive, the two games that compete against each other. And I, I've never played. I haven't, I've played a little bit of Pro Evolution. And just because I'm such a FIFA boy, yeah. I just didn't get my head around it and just wanted to go back to FIFA. But Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Waste of time. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's uh, what's you been your favorite aspect of the new one so far? Anything much um, to touch on? Just yeah. Uh, just having an Arsenal team that's fun to play with again. You know, I've been playing. I played last year's edition up until the day I pre-ordered it and got the new edition, and I was just it was such a bummer to play with so many players who don't play for him anymore and who are just obviously not good. So it was yeah. just great to play with like players like Pepe and um, like Lacazette and Aubameyang who are bumped up a little bit um, on skill in this year's game. So it's fun to play with that team again. And just like all the moves Arsenal made in the off season, just to be able to play with some of those guys. David Luiz is actually fun to play with, even though he's terrible in person, but he's fun on FIFA. Yeah, at least so. if you can control him, then you could, it's your choice to give away the penalty or not. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the shooting's a little bit easier. I think they'll tweak that a little bit. But yeah, so. it is often like you. You said you woke up yesterday and there was already a patch available for it when it had literally. Yeah, it was. Like, and I'm about to play after this, and we'll see if uh, we'll see how that goes. If they've already patched something else, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably what I'll be doing too between now and um, Liverpool's. Uh, Carabao Cup game. Yeah, that's probably been... I mean, Liverpool have been getting better to play with over the last couple of years, ever since the first year that they had Mane was really a big boon. Um, they had Mane and Firmino had been there for a year already and Firmino's stats had gone up and then once they bought Salah, then 
the game completely changed. I remember back for about from the time that Torres left until about when we got Mane, and obviously Suarez was in that time. I remember buying FIFA and I'd start a Liverpool career and I'd sell half the team straight away yeah. without even thinking yeah. about it. You just go, you just go, fucking Charlie Adam, he's out. Um, yeah. early, early on, Jordan <laughs> Henderson, he was out because he wasn't that good. Um, yeah. yeah, Ricky Lambert, he's left, leaving on a free. Who cares? He's just out. He's off the wage bill. Like and then just, <laughs> Andy Carroll. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Carroll. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm having PTSD. Um, yeah, so and then you'd be trying to use the minuscule money that you bought got from selling these fucking also rands um, to try and buy, <laughs> try and buy the players that you couldn't buy anyway, and just be in this weird limbo where you could just never get them better. And now, now I'm on my career mode. And I'm like, I don't want to sell any of these guys. Like they're all family. So uh, yeah. yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Um, so it's it is fun. It's just it's fun. Like FIFA has been such a big part of like my growth as a football fan. Like obviously I've. I just watch football all the time, but FIFA just gives you that, like, it's just the culture of the game. And, um, I mean, it's huge over here. It's a, it's been huge on dictating Americans liking soccer. I think, I think that's been the number one thing more than the U S women being great, or even the men making the world cup has been FIFA. It's the constant and like every high schooler plays FIFA, you yeah. know, even if they don't like soccer, they still play FIFA. Yeah. And you don't have to know anything about soccer to like playing it, which, so it's just such a huge deal. Yeah. I remember playing, um, hanging out with, I was hanging out with Vince again among a couple of other blokes, at an apartment in Eugene one day, just outside of class, like they were just had an apartment close to campus and we were just hanging out between classes and, and we were playing FIFA and, and, all, it was all of us soccer fans of varying degrees, and it was back when um, Neymar was still at Santos, and yeah. both it was just the fight over who was going to play with Santos so they could play with Neymar. Yeah. So it was already the the cult of like Neymar being this up and coming star before he even got to being bought by Barcelona was just starting because of FIFA because he was so he was such a FIFA wonder kid star, fun to play with, mm-hmm. um, and that's how people became fans of you know the teams they like too is yeah. playing with them. No, there's a Barcelona fans here now because they like Neymar. So yeah, and there you go. Yeah, and there's Dundee United fans in Australia because they play <laughs> Dundee United. Uh, a little bit different, but you know, there it is. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to get jumping back on there and playing it a bit more. It's just yeah. So yeah, FIFA 20. It's out now. Um, well, it's actually Checked not out. not quite out now. Pretty soon. Yeah, we're not getting. We're not even sponsored by them at all. We don't get any money for this. I paid a hundred. I would love a free copy if yeah. uh, I mean I already have it, but it'd be oh. cool anyway. I'll take a free copy anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, I'll take a free copy for Xbox because then I can play against you on the. There line, you go. So, yeah. Um, I'll take a free PS4 and the game. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, EA, I know you've got the money, so. Yeah. yeah. We've just told everyone how much we love and adore this game, so give us free shit. <laughs> <It's pretty> much... <laughs> sponsor us yeah yeah i'm sure yelling into a microphone really just makes them want to just get the warm and fuzzies and go yeah those are the kind of guys we want to be around it's all we have yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway um yeah i'm pretty much tapped out i've been I've just been yeah i am bursting for a piss so. oh god <laughs> yeah well, i'm gonna let been... you sign off <laughs> Yeah. I will text you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, we'll uh, stay sportsgasmic and peace. Bursting for a piss. (laughs)